Hey everybody, welcome back. Craig Schaup here with Bob Garver, our New York City film critic. Bob is here. That means we're talking movies. I hope we're talking good movies today, Bob. We have a few newer releases and we have a few releases that you're getting caught up on as the Oscar season is in full force. But uh, to start, we will uh, catch up with some of the newest releases. Uh, first off is Argyle, the newest of the releases this week in this batch. Uh, Matthew Vaughn is the director. It's a, really got an all-star cast of, of characters. Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell, Henry Cavill, Brian Cranston, uh, Samuel Jackson. Argyle, Bob, is it worth our time? It is not, I am sorry to say. Uh, this movie is already um, has already earned itself a reputation as a huge bomb uh, because it mm -hmm. was so expensive and it's making so little money. Yes. And uh, the reviews are not helping, uh, including my own, uh, because this this movie is a C minus at best. Yeah. Um, real real mess of a plot. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard plays a spy novelist um, who may or may not be able to control the narrative as far as uh, corresponding events uh, in the world of real life espionage. Um, she writes about these characters played by Henry Cavill, John Cena, Dua Lipa, and Ariana DeBose. Uh, and it was uh, Cena and Lipa that, that got me to see the movie, uh, quite frankly. But uh, it, they just, um, they're, those four actors are barely in the movie. Yeah. Uh, it's, mostly, it's mostly her and a uh, real-life spy played by Sam Rockwell. And, uh, you know, their adventures just involve one twist stacked on top of the other until you just completely lose interest. Yeah. Well, you know, Matthew Vaughn is, you know, a director that's, you know, he's definitely got a certain style, um, I think, especially if you think of his previous works with the Kingsmen movies. Um, although I was really a big fan of his first feature, Layer Cake, uh, starring Daniel Craig. Really enjoyed that Layer movie. Cake. Okay. Yeah, he did Layer Cake. Um, that was his first feature. Um, and, you know, I, I also enjoyed X-Men First Class. I thought he did a, a solid job there kind of rebooting that franchise. Yeah. But uh, have not really gotten into the Kingsman movies. And this kind of looks like it's very much in that style. Um, did anything stand out from Argyle? Was it any performances or action sequences? Did anything kind of work a little bit? I think I think Bryce Dallas Howard is giving a pretty good performance. Um, yeah, this is this is a good blockbuster type performance from her, but this is not a blockbuster. This movie is not going to become the blockbuster that uh, that that she, that everybody wants this to be. Sure. Um, okay. Well, that happens. Um, you know, we'll switch gears here and. Uh, Look at uh, romantic comedy to end the uh, end last year in uh, anyone but you. Although it's gained uh, you know pretty decent box office success for a for a rom com, uh, tell us about anyone but you. Yeah, it's actually very quietly uh, made more money than any movie to be released this year. Okay, yeah, but uh, yeah, it uh, follows these uh, two you know beautiful young people played by Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney. Um, as they, um, you know, they spend a night together and they have a great time, uh, but then they're both afraid of a long-term relationship, so they sabotage it. Uh, and they don't see each other for a while, but then they're brought back together for 
mutual acquaintances wedding hmm. and uh, they have to spend a lot of time together uh, preparing for the wedding and uh, they decide that it's in both of their best interests to uh, pretend to be a couple for the weekend uh, and uh, hijinks ensue and eventually they pretty much decide to become a real couple uh, based on their time spent together. Okay. Uh, well, you know, sounds uh, like almost any other romantic comedy, I suppose. But uh, does this one work for you, George, or uh, for you, Bob? Parts of it, parts of it do. Parts of it work. Um, you know, they're the, the two leads have good chemistry, and the movie is very right in its assertion that Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield is a perfect sing-along song. <laughs> but yeah. uh, it also falls into some traps of... Uh, the genre, um, such as, you know, both characters being real idiots when it comes to pretty much everything, actually, yeah. even though they're supposed to be smart, you know, well-rounded characters. Um, the other thing is that it makes the curious decision to go for an R rating, okay. um, which I don't think was necessary. I don't think this movie needed to um, alienate a portion of the audience that would go to see it if it was PG-13, sure. uh, just to get in these these dirty jokes that don't really don't really add in anything to the movie. Uh, conversely, Argyle probably should have had an R rating. There's a lot of shooting, a lot of violence. Yeah, that um, you can tell that they that they're just trying to stay under the R rating. But if, if for a movie that's going to claim to be from the twisted mind of Matthew Vaughn, uh, it really should push the envelope a little further and maybe go for the R rating. Okay. All right. Well, uh, anyone, anyone but you, Bob, uh, what was your final grade here on that rom-com? C. Okay. All right. Uh, and what do we have next? American fiction? American fiction, yes. Um, now, speaking of Argyle, a movie where, um, you know, you see an author and their work uh, sometimes blending together. Yeah. Um, we have American fiction, a movie where uh, Jeffrey Wright uh, plays this author who, uh, as we know from the trailers, uh, creates uh, this very stereotypically um, racially insensitive novel that uh, becomes a surprise bestseller. Mm -hmm. uh, just he, he, he writes it just to mess with white people um, and he submits it as a joke but it gets out of hand and uh, it's basically, basically the producers um, yeah. with, um, with race uh, also reminiscent of Spike Lee's bamboozled. Yeah. But um, it, that's actually not as much uh, of the story as, as the trailers make it seem. A lot of it is about the Jeffrey Wright's character's personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, his relationship with his um, mother who's suffering from Alzheimer's, his brother, uh, played by Sterling K. Brown, an Oscar nominee, yeah. um, and and just some of the drama there. Uh, but it's a but it's a good movie. Um, it does have the disadvantage of me having seen the holdovers first. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeffrey Wright is playing a very similar character to Paul Giamatti, uh, obviously with the exception of, of racial material. Uh, but he's basically playing the same character as Giamatti and, and 
you know, having seen the holdovers first, I was just picturing Giamatti saying every line, every, every line Jeffrey Wright is saying, I could picture uh, being said by Paul Giamatti, uh, except for the, uh, obviously the stuff directly pertaining to race. Okay. Well, you know, five Oscar nominations, as you mentioned, Sterling K. Brown for supporting uh, actor, Jeffrey Wright, of course, for lead actor, uh, it got into adapted screenplay and also best picture. I mean, is this uh, probably not a super strong awards contender because it's probably going to get squeezed out in a lot of these categories, but um, warranted these uh, these acting categories and maybe the writing and best picture? Well, I, I, I like the idea of nominating Jeffrey Wright and Sterling K. Brown, um, mm-hmm. but neither of them have a shot at winning. I'm sorry. Right, right, yeah. Um, so... I mean, I, I I guess I'm happy for them. Yeah. What's your uh, final grade for American Fiction? B minus. B minus. Okay. It's 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 a movie that I I I, I do recommend. I know I kind of struggled to find positive things to say about it, but it really is a smart, engaging movie. With okay. uh, um, I think Jeffrey Wright's I I can't off the top of my head think of a starring role he's had. Yeah, um, he's um. He's usually he's usually relegated to supporting. Yeah, and he's always great, obviously. Um, but um, love Jeffrey Wright. But yeah, you're right. It's this is really an opportunity for him to kind of sort of flex the acting chops in a lead role. And uh, you know, I love Jeffrey Wright, and I would probably listen to him read a menu, honestly, because he's uh, he's just so intense and engaging, but also kind of subtle and calm at the same time. Well, he does have a lovely voice. He does. He's got a great voice. Um, well, next up here is uh, the zone of interest. Is that right? Zone of interest. Yes. So tell tell us about the uh, the zone of interest here. Another Oscar nominee. Well, this still tells the story of a um, affluent domestic family who lives in a nice house um, with a big wall in their backyard and. On the other side of the wall is Auschwitz, because the patriarch of the family is Rudolf Hess. Hmm. The, uh, the I I guess uh, he's a commandant. Uh, maybe maybe director is his job title, but he is the head guy at Auschwitz. And uh, throughout the movie, there are horrible atrocities being committed on the other side of that wall. Uh, you hear uh, screaming, shooting, uh, torture. Uh, but in the foreground, the family just goes about a pleasant domestic life. That's basically the entire movie. Right. Um, it's, you know, obviously very disturbing in places, but... Um, Ultimately, there's not much of a story. It's just the same kind of idea again and again for two hours. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't really engaged by it because after the first ten minutes or so, I kind of just see what this movie is, and it's not in a terribly different place in the last ten minutes. But. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting idea. I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's a very 
watchable, I hate to say that, movie. Um, yeah. I had to I had to give it a C minus. Okay. But well, uh, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure there, I know I know there are a lot of other critics that will say I'm I, I'm missing something and mm. I probably am. But yeah, I just I just could could not um, I mean I certainly am not supposed to enjoy this movie, but I simply couldn't connect to this movie. Right. Because it's the well, same thing over right. and over again in every yeah. scene. Okay. Well, and it did score uh, five nominations, uh, Best International Feature and Best Picture among them, and also uh, Jonathan Glazer in directing. Um, obviously, uh, probably not high on your list for uh, for Oscar season, but, um, you know, overall, um, probably the type of movie that, you know, a hardened drama that the, uh, the Academy usually goes for. But uh, we'll see how it performs it's probably going to get squeezed out of a lot of those categories although international feature it may yeah it may as well collect that now right yeah yeah that seems to be the favorite for that category um did you have any other movies i i, I wanted to make sure we got through all the movies that you had do you have any other movies on your tab uh, here maestro. maestro that's right maestro uh yeah it's, tell us um, about maestro bradley cooper plays leonard bernstein um you know, it's a it's a, basically a showbiz biopic, uh, except that it, it focuses a lot on his uh, relationship with his wife, played by Carrie Mulligan, who I believe is also up for Best Actress. Yes. Um, but um, yeah, this is the kind of movie where you can tell ev everybody who made it wants to win an Oscar, and the fact that they're trying way too hard um, is a bit off-putting. Mm. Um, you know, they're 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 trying and they're generally really great in places um there's a yeah. scene where he composes and you you know you feel like bradley cooper as bernstein has been composing or um not composing conducting there's a scene where he conducts and you feel like he's, he's been conducting his whole life um yeah. same uh with um uh kate blanchett and tar last year except she was consistently great in that movie whereas mm -hmm. uh Bradley Cooper's performance is wildly inconsistent here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you mentioned this, um, you know, and, and this is like classic Oscar bait um, biopic black and white in places. And just, it, it, this is like you, you hit a, you hit the nail on the head. This is everybody is going for that Oscar and Bradley Cooper is probably chief among them. He's been nominated for 12 Oscars as, whether it's be an actor, producer, everything in between. And you can tell that he's really hunting for an Oscar right now. He wants to win an Oscar. And that, that you, I have not seen Maestro yet, but that is the same sort of feeling that I got when I saw the trailers. You know what this, what this movie kind of reminds me of, watching trailers and everything? You remember at the beginning of Tropic Thunder where they had the spoof trailers... Okay, yeah. And this kind of reminds me of a trailer that they would say won the Golden Crying Monkey Award at the German Film Festival, a la the movie they had with Robert Downey Jr. and Tobey Maguire, where they were like sinfully in love with each other and they were like monks or whatever. Uh, this, this movie kind of reminds me of a movie that they would like really pump up on steroids and be a trailer in front of a spoof movie or a satire like Tropic Thunder, because it just feels heavy-handed 
And again, I have not seen it, so I can't really pass too much judgment. But just watching the trailers, it just looks, it had that look of they're doing everything in mind for not necessarily honoring the conductor, but trying to win awards and trying to 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 play to that kind of level. And I, you know, it it sometimes that's how things come across, and maybe it's it's not their their normal intention, but it just kind of had that for me as well. And I think that's probably why I've put off watching it a little bit. Uh, but what what's your final grade on on uh, Maestro? I give Maestro a C. Um, it's also worth noting that uh, Maestro is exclusive to Netflix, right. and I don't think I, I don't think a movie um, that um, it depends so much on the on the oral experience um, really belongs on on a television. Uh, I think it belongs in the theater, and I'm not really ready to embrace Netflix as the future of you know great cinema. Mm. Um, I, I know back in 2020, 2021. Uh, we were limited to that, but yeah. Yeah. with theaters, with theaters back in full swing, I think, I think people should be going to the theaters, and I think people, and I think the movies should be going to the theaters too. I agree, uh, definitely uh, love that assessment. Although you might have to jump on the Netflix bandwagon though in twenty twenty five when the WWE uh, steps in and uh, takes over a, a Monday Night Raw slot there. On oh, that's the- right. Yeah, so. You know, you might have to, Bob. We'll we'll see. But uh, yeah, you're right. I and I know that Netflix has gotten okay about giving some theatrical run for their movies to qualify for awards, even though in 2020, 2021, they didn't really have to. But um, you know, but again, it's it's usually like a week or two in theaters. Like Maestro did not get a Killers of the Flower Moon like release that Apple gave Killers of the Flower Moon. So. You know it happens, but um, you know I'm I'm glad you sh- I, I share that sentiment with you, and uh, hopefully um, you know maybe Netflix will you know sort of heed the advice of Apple TV, where they at least put Killers of the Flower Moon in theaters for quite a while instead of you know maybe a one or two week release. So, at any rate, what do you have coming up next week, Bob? Well, um, not much coming up next week. Um, I think we should probably take a week off. Okay. Uh, because I don't think Lisa Frankenstein is really worthy of its own show. Uh, but after that, uh, we'll get the uh, Valentine's weekend releases of Bob Marley, One Love, and Madam Web. And yes. also in that time, uh, hopefully I can get to Anatomy of a Fall. That's the one Best Picture mm, uh, yep. nominee I have yet to get to. Okay. All but, right. Uh, well. Until then, yeah. thank Hope you very you much. Have- Hope hope you have a better time at the movies, Bob. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. This is the highlight of my week.